hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. It is good to have you. I am your purveyor and host of all things dorky within the scope of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. I am Grum. Hi. Hope you guys are doing good, doing great, doing wonderful. It is uh, the beginning of the Grummas season. That's right. If you're listening to this, you know what Grummas season is all about. It is a annual celebration of community, friendship, and not baggage uh, with the holiday season. Uh, we, we, it's something I, I've done for five years now. This is the fifth year. Um, just, you know, getting together with the community that I've built through my content, like you listening to my Dorkside episodes, or if you watch my streams, you watch my streams. And, uh, yeah, it's just that. We're day six as you hear this on the, on the live feed, um, on the, 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 the free, the, the, on your regular, regular stuff you're listening to this on patreon though you're getting this a little bit before that's why i said it's early but hey uh you're getting it on the patreon awesome good for you thank you for listening and being a patron here i appreciate that Uh, if you're listening to this and you are a subscriber um to me on twitch cancel your subscription cancel it right now go go to your twitch cancel it because you're i'm not going to be you're not going to your money that's going to me half of it that you're giving twitch so they give me you give me the half of it that I get, uh, it's going to just go all in their pocket soon because uh, I'm offboarding. So do the right thing and unsubscribe uh, from me on Twitch. And if you want to throw it towards Patreon, throw it towards Patreon. I'll still be doing the sub rumble. That's right. If you are a supporter of mine uh, financially, $5 a month via uh, Patreon, uh, go through Patreon. It's better for you. Uh, if you want to do Twitch, you can, but there's not really a... You get much better. You get a lot more bang for your buck on Patreon. Go to support.grum.tv. I do a yearly uh, sub-rumbles on uh, my Twitch, twitch.tv slash tgrum. That's G-R-U-M-M. Every December 22nd, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be doing the sub-rumbles. You can see them on my YouTube, my past ones on YouTube, Go to Tgrum on YouTube. You can find them there along with some other stuff. And uh, that's enough self-plugging for now. I can do all that in the middle of the show and at the end. Uh, This week, we've got uh, a start of a run of good episodes. A lot of fun with these these next couple, next four, five, six episodes. Uh, We're starting with the the boys from the Tyler I Am community, X and Nezus. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We were talking about the Spirit Squad. Uh, and if you don't know, I, I'll give you just a heads up. It's male cheerleaders that are booed because they're male cheerleaders. This is like 2006. 2006, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We don't talk too much about the Spirit Squad after a certain point. We just started up talking about Shawn Michaels being a dirty man and Sonny being, uh, a problem of a woman uh, for uh, Mr. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Chris Candido uh, and other people in general and herself. But look, uh, fun episode this week. X, Nezus, myself, we're talking the Spirit Squad, and we're going to do it right now here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. You know, I work in a cemetery, right? So, like, people will bring the balloons. I'm like, they don't care. Like, they're dead. Like, I, like, I understand that... 
this is for you more than them, but like they don't need <laughs> they don't need yeah. their full name with their confirmation name all in balloons. You don't need forty two balloons. Like hey, balloons <laughs> to a to a to a funeral is wild. Like that's yeah, just absolutely. I've never seen that before. I n- I've never seen that Look, before. I, I've seen a lot of shit. I think I've told this in in the cord. The uh, uh, snow bunny uh, flower arrangement. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I so. yeah, the silence there really, really, uh, <laughs> silence really, really there settled that you guys have not heard this. So there's a guy who passed away, and I can only assume that he was some sort of ladies' man, um, specifically those of the night, perhaps. Um, you know, and we, we hear this podcast is also pro sex work, uh, as long as it's consensual. Um, 100%. The man had passed away, and there was a f- several flower arrangements by respectable women who, you know, attended, and they all were together, you know, grieving together. And I'm like, oh, that's, oh, they must be friends or something like that. And I saw they all had their own flower arrangement. I'm like, this is weird because <laughs> people don't bring their own flower arrangement. the The funeral <laughs> home brings all of them. Um, and I guess that they had, to, and they brought it, and there was like. There was one snow bunny was one. There was like other like very it became very obvious that they were these were nicknames that he had given them. There was like maybe <laughs> four or five of them, but the one that always jumps out to me is Snow Bunny. And I'm just like and like, yeah, she was hella white, but also like I don't understand like I wanna know I wish the man was alive so I can get the logic on the other three. I don't remember what they are. But they just, I was like, okay, like, Snow Bunny makes sense. She's white. This is okay. But these other threes, can I get some, you know, can I get some context to these names? <laughs> like, we call, we call, we call KD the Slim, Slim Reaper because Grim Reaper, he's a killer and he's also vastly skinny. So, like, that makes sense. We like context to our nicknames. Um, of course. Right. And then, he, and then he wanted the fucking servant. How fucking dare you. How fucking dare you. you. That's, I'll, never that's so in- I'll never forgive him for that shit. It's indefensible. Like there's there's no there's no correlation between KD and servant unless like he's literally <laughs> serving you buckets. Like that's there is no But that wasn't even the there. reason that wasn't even the reason. Wasn't, wasn't uh, it at all. It he was like, I just like serving like uh, I like serving of the greater purpose of the team. It's like boo. Boo. No, just you're not. You, just no, say you, you like. Aren't. Just say you like Durantula. <laughs> like, we'll accept that you like the Durantula that it's grown on you. Like, instead of if you don't want to be like, oh, like the Grim Reaper, Slim Reaper. Like, I'm self conscious about my body type, which is fine. But like, uh, Durantula was right there, and that one's also pretty cool because like, same idea. You know, you're long like a spider, and you're deadly, and you're very hard to kill. Like, sure, we can go with that. But the servant. Servant. Just sickening. There's there's nothing there. There's no athlete has ever given themselves a good nickname. Except Shaq. In in fact, I'll go along and say no one in general in the human population (laughs) has ever given themselves (laughs) in the history of mankind a good nickname. A good nickname is is given to you. We know this. Like that that is tried and true. You give yourself uh you give your own self a nickname, like first off. Just tell me that, like, tell me that you don't have friends. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least for Shaq, it was like, yeah, he's actually just funny as hell, so it kind of fit. He'd give himself his own nickname, but 
Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, no. Anybody else? No, absolutely not. And we all know there is only one Shaq. You are not Shaq. You should not yeah. be giving yourself your own nickname. Right. Yeah, no. And even that, the, all he did is the same thing I do, which is just force your name into everything you can. Like, <laughs> well, to be, he had the great Aristotle, like that, you know, the big Aristotle, like that one. Outside of that, they've all just been the Shaqdis, the Shack Rock, uh, you know, like everything else has been given to him. Diesel, um, Shaq obviously was given to him, but yeah, we're back here. We're here on the dork side, not even back on the dork side. We're on the dork side of the ring. I am here with my great guest. You've been hearing him just, just cut up a rug. You know, just just having a good time. I'll say it, a good time. My pals from the CPF uh, Tyler Am Discord. We got my guys Nezus and X here. Nezus, X, how you guys doing? How you doing, bro? Doing well. You know, chilling, ready mm-hmm. to rock. What up, Grub? What up, X? How, how you doing, doing? Grub? I'm doing. I'm you good, know what? man. I'm good. I'm good as well. I'm good. We're uh, having a good one. I'm fine. I'm glad we got this one uh, going. I just dropped some stuff. It's fine, but. Uh, I took like a month off from, from recording and I was like, oh boy, I hope I remember how to hit the button and just talk. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, we got a good one today. Uh, first, you know, we do our introductions, everything. We go alphabetical order. We're going to go here with Nisus first. Nisus, tell the people a little bit about yourself, where they can find you on the socials, if you want to be found, things that are close to your heart, you know, stuff, stuff like that, you know, not a Tinder profile, but you know, a, a dork side profile. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nisus, uh, you can find me at, uh, at Mr. Jordan Brewer on Twitter and, uh, I'm on the discord a lot. So, you know, I'm usually in the Tyler. I am discord. So, um, uh, I love all sports, you know, um, for this one, you know, I've always loved wrestling. I've kind of fallen off a little bit, but I poke my head in every once in a while. But, you know, I've always, you know, all the greats, I loved them all, you know, back in the late 90s, mid 2000s, all of the, you know, mm-hmm. good events, and matches. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, X, what about you? A little bit about yourself, where the people can find you if you want to be found, obviously. Yeah. Um, I can be found. I'm in this. I'm in this uh, CPF chat. I can also be found on IG. I'll plug that. It's C Bogues number four, and my Twitter is C Bogues. And like Jesus, I dabbled in. Definitely was a fan of all the greats. You know, of course, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker. Then you know, as time went on, you know, just try to pop in here and there probably like watch a couple of the big matches and then definitely fell off and then pandemic hit and i started a little bit back in i think it was like there was some event i think it was maybe the royal rumble that was like the only live sports event during the time or maybe it was SummerSlam or something like that um and sort of just hop back in and so now i'm just i'll do like youtube bit binges not as i was locked in but i try to be yeah, I think it was around. So it was like the it was from like March until baseball started back up in like June. It was wrestling was like the only live entertainment. Yeah, it, it was. Mm-hmm. You know, so you had you had WrestleMania, which I I definitely think they wish they wish they had done, and I I I don't think they could have done it, but like the Thunderdome era of shows, they, I think they would have if they were able to and had the vision for it. 
I think they would much rather have done the the um, did a Thunderdome show versus an empty you know gym that they <laughs> basically work out their trainees in. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no that 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 was a wild time, and I think a lot of people um, in my like you know that I've talked like the, I that's when I got everybody in the cord back into it watching it. Um, I think I want to say is like TLC of last year, so it's almost been like a full year of like showing the some of the events in the discord for like live watch alongs with everybody and it's been a lot of fun and that's kind of how you know this became a thing because everybody's like well what happened about this and it's like you know oh yeah no there was a time where triple h did in fact tell booker t that people like booker t did not win championships (laughs) (laughs) man and look there's there's there is sometimes where I'm just like, boy, there's a whole book of just things that is just like wildly offensive and just poorly ages. It was terribly in terrible taste before and has only aged worse since. But like Booker T basically being told, like, you're black. You don't win championships in the WWE. Uh, <laughs> J- J- <laughs> JBL chasing uh, legal Americans across the border. Um, Oh man! Yeah. Oh, he, oh, that God. was storyline that you should yo. Yeah, when he's like, <laughs> "Which all your uh, Latino uh, mochismo and uh, that <laughs> that used to like like my brain didn't really get it back then, but now it's like Jesus. <laughs> like, what? I, and it was funny, right? It's like you boot him because he's saying it to Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, yeah. who you love. Nowadays, I'm like booing it. I'm like. Ew, boo, boo, you're racist. Boo, like, boo, racism. Uh, but, I mean, JBL was just a character. You know, like, I mean, he was telling, he was, he was doing, like, he just was basically doing, Trump. Trump's presidential playbook is JBL's 2004 to 2005 heel run. It's just him trying to offend yeah. as many people as possible. Like, he had some, his own secretary was a black man by the name of Orlando Jordan, and I'm sure he said something offensive that Orlando Jordan gave him that look of like, mm, you're lucky you pay my bills. And then like, just kind of like, you know what I actually, but then they, but then they made it to kind of where it's like, yeah, no, you know what? I, Orlando Jordan agree with you, JBL. Like, yes, they are, they are a rambunctious group. Those two are. Yes. Yes. It's like, boy. Um, cause I think it was around the time. Like he was also, fe- or no, no, it was later. He was like feuding with like Booker T, um, as both heels. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> I, the Mexicals, like which I I told somebody and they're like I think you can do that. I'm like I I don't know if uh, a white guy can properly talk about uh, a Hispanic stereotype of three guys riding Juan Deers, <laughs> like like this, no. not John Deers. <laughs> Juan no. Deers. Juan Deers. They made it a point. Yeah, they had Michael Cole. Vince was in his ear. Man. God damn it, Michael. It's Juan Deers, not John Deers. They're Mexican, damn it. Like, yeah, Vince not seeing heaven, obviously. It's he's just, not. You know, he's, al- he's also not seeing hell. He's he's yeah. like uh, he's just going to be living forever. That hate and that, <laughs> ignorance. Yeah. Is I could just... totally see Vince li- living like 200 years later, like. Like I won't be alive, but Vince certainly will be. So, it's also yeah. funny. Vince. <laughs> Go ahead. Eddie. Vince McMahon is gonna be the first. Vince McMahon is gonna be the first to be like uploaded as 
like into a computer program. He's gonna live like he is going to live on forever. And I've said it once and I'll say it say it again. I need like a fifty part series on Vince McMahon because there's too many gifts where I need the back the backstory of there's too many there's too many of his connections of like people he kicked it with and there are legit stories and pictures of where a ten part or a fifteen part is not enough. No. You have to have like a live retelling Boy. that is at least fifty episodes. Yeah, for I, sure. That's the one where I I want to get to the level where I can call in like internet personalities and even wrestlers and be like, hey, we're just gonna talk about Vince being a crazy person. Uh, you know, like, oh, hey, here's this gif of him reacting to Stacy Keebler dancing sexily on a table. Um. <laughs> Yeah, let's provide a little bit more context to this. Uh, or like, oh, hey, hey, here's Do-Rag Vince. Like, <laughs> Do-Rag Vince is oh, wild. <laughs> it is, it is <laughs> hilarious, right, that he's just like, yeah, I got my hair cut, and now I'm feuding. And because a black man is a result of me being bald, I'm going to wear a Do-Rag. Like, no, you, that's not why you wear a Do-Rag, Vince. Like, <laughs> Like you don't. First off, you don't wear a do rag, Vince. You specifically, you do not wear one. <laughs> and you know that Vince had like, there, Vince would walk by some of the black talent, and they're just like, "Yeah, looking good, Mister McMahon. Looking good, Vince." Like they weren't frying his ass. They absolutely because none of the, they didn't have that type of personalities back then. Like even even in mid two thousand, they did not have the ones that would be like. Vince, you look bad, man. <laughs> Where are your waves at, Vince? Where are your waves? <laughs> Just like it was, it's and then, oh, geez, like there's also the him saying the n word just loud <laughs> and yeah. very obvious. Oh, oh yeah, boy. absolutely. With with emphasis, with, with, with extra yeah. gumption. Yes. And like, like I know they've removed it. It's no longer on the Peacock Network, but you can obviously find it on YouTube. Um, there's a lot, like, they, they got rid of, thankfully, they got rid of the multiple times of blackface, um, in, in multiple, you said, multiple, yes, I think they actually removed the Roddy Piper blackface from WrestleMania 2, or, the 2 or 3, I forget when it was, basically the story goes, Roddy Piper, in an effort to, uh, Add to his match with, I believe it was Bad News Brown. Um, he painted his face half black, but um, he was given a solution that would scrub. This stuff was would not come off with like water, sweat. It had to be like scrubbed off with like a very specific thing. Well, while he's wrestling the match, you know, boys being the boys, dumped out his stuff and just put water in it. So. He then had to, he was trying to scrub it off and it wouldn't come off, so he okay. drove back and like the next like couple days of his life had his face half blackface basically. Jesus. Yeah. Good uh, God. I feel like that's the first instance of it, but that might be the first when they since they went national. I'm sure there was other stuff, but he had um, DX pretending to be the uh, Nation of Domination and literally every member doing some variety of blackface except Jason Sensation, who was not even a wrestler. <laughs> uh, you know what? I do rem- I do remember that. I was yeah. looking... I, I did a brief rewatch, you know, 99, and I remember... You know, 
you know the clips are on YouTube, but I yep. didn't see it on any of the episodes. No, they they yeah they got rid of it. Basically, Triple H is the Rock, so he's got like a a, a darker skin. It just looks like a darker tan. Um, Billy Gunn is Godfather. Road Dog is D'Lo, and X Pac is Mark Henry, and X Pac's went the full full bore. He went if. His face was black, black. Uh, whereas everybody else is like kind of half-assing it. Like they're not going too hard on on the, with the marker or the you know with the thing. And like <laughs> they do the thing where like people talk about it. Like Mark Henry's like, yeah, I didn't take offense to it. Like you know that's comedy. It's entertainment. It's that. And I'm, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I will. I mean, yeah, you're making millions of dollars. Like, <laughs> but you also <laughs> boil down to being a fat black man. Like it's. Uh, and it's not played for like they're bad people. They're they're the good guys in this story. Like, like Jesus Christ. And then there's also the there's also the what preempted that. I think like a week or two before that was DX. Um, or no, no, a year before it. Sorry, year X, uh, DX breaks into the nation's locker room and frames the the Heart Foundation for uh, basically like hate speech. Like light hate speech, uh, basically like like you don't belong here, uh, like KFC, like you know, like shit like that. Like they were very. It was, it was like I said, light hate speech, which uh, is just a wild sentence to say. But they basically went as far without of saying like you know, die and and shit like that. And it's just like, and then Bret Hart comes out. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love black people. Also, I'm Canadian. We we recognize Martin Luther King as a hero. Like, you know, the hero that he is. Like, Americans, the Americans are clearly the ones who don't because look at them. They got him killed and shit like that. And it's like, wow. <laughs> um, which is always good because Farouk now, Farouk's heel turn in like the uh, mid-90s is now a face turn in 2021. Because um, he's just like, you know, you don't, you don't push a black man, Vince McMahon. It's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm an announcer. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, but yeah, that's all that. Uh, what we're here to talk about today has nothing to do with any of the shit we're talking about right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, it kind of does involve Vince McMahon. So um, my question to you, both of you, since you guys were both fans slightly around this time, um, or, or, or falling out of fandom, um, do you guys remember John, Jonathan Coachman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Do you now when you guys do you guys ever remember him getting in the ring? No. I feel like I have a faint memory of him wrestling at one point, but yeah, I, I can't there's no particular matches that come to mind or any surprise ones. Okay. Cuz there is a um there is a um a time and period where he is kind of this heel announcer who also gets really chatty for somebody who is not an actual competitor, uh, and he bites off more than he can chew. Well, one time that we're going to watch here um, well, is one of those times, however, he has backup. Uh, now, my other question before we get into this, have either of you been a part of a cheer team or a spirit team? I have nope. not. Okay. All right. 
Neither have I. So that makes three of us who have never been cheerleaders or members of a of a, of a spirit <laughs> team, uh, which is which is good. Like all hats. Like that's that's like I don't have that type of athleticism. That's some. Uh, I I will I I beat my head in to another person's helmet for four and a half years. So that was enough athleticism for me. Uh, I cannot imagine doing cartwheels um, and handsprings and. I don't know what vaults is that what it is? No. Um backflips. Yeah, summer somersaults. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. 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 No. Okay. All the crazy yeah. Either of you ever thought about like what it would be like to be able to do that type of shit? Uh I can do a backflip. I don't think I'll try to do anything more than that. And in fact, I might not even try to do a backflip right now. <laughs> Nah, not at all. No. <laughs> um, He's like, mm, nope. It, it's always it's always been cool to me, like just the the coordination. But yeah, no, not me. Yeah, no, I uh, I like again. It's one of those ones. Like, man, it would be cool. It would be cool. But no. Also, at the same time, if I don't get over enough, I'm snapping my neck. Like, I, <laughs> right. I got too much. Also, weight. a huge <laughs> a huge issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got too much weight below my neck that if I don't get over enough, I'm going to snap my neck. Uh, so, uh, I look like Darren draws off. Um, yeah. So I asked this, and maybe there's some context clues here that you, you, one of you or both of you have been able to put together. Today's topic is the Spirit Squad. Does that ring any bells to either of you? No. No. Oh, this is good. Okay, so in 2006, uh, a five-man group by the name of the Spirit Squad debuted. Their names were Nikki, Mikey, Kenny, Johnny, and Mitch. And they are the Spirit Squad. They are um, five male cheerleaders who naturally were heels. They were the bad guys because... Well, what do people hate more than cheerleaders? Male cheerleaders. Um, again, it's just one of those things that it kind of plays into some some underlying issues with uh, the demographic of professional wrestling at the time. Um, and basically, but it was done into a point where at one point, these were five of the most hated individuals in WWE. And they had like a year run. And that's it. But man, was it a year run? Uh, so we're gonna watch um, from the the January twenty third episode of two uh, two thousand six of Monday Night Raw. We're gonna watch the debut of the Spirit Squad. Now, mind you, an act debuting oh the the week before the Royal Rumble is unheard of in most times. Like they don't. This is prime WrestleMania season, and if they don't got a plan for you or they don't think you're worthy of being up there, they're not calling you up at any point for the next three months. But them getting called up was kind of a big deal. And then we're also going to watch their last big match, which was at Survivor Series of 2006 against Team WWE Legends, which is Ric Flair, Ron Simmons, Dusty Rhodes, and Sergeant Slaughter. So that's what we're going to watch here on the Dork Side of the Ring. Sounds good. It's going to be some good stuff. We'll be right back here on the Dork Side of the Ring. Yeah, they are daddy, they is me, the uh, me, I can dream Dusty Rose. I'm here to tell you a little bit about the grummy season. Right now, you're listening to this, either you're, you're in the midst 
of the Grummet season, the 23 days of Grummet is over on twitch.tv slash tgrum or grum.tv. That's right, baby. You can see me sometimes from time to time on Dusty Room, hanging out, having a good time. It is the, the gift that kids don't give in a celebration of community, friendship, and no holiday extra baggage bullshit, baby. Let me tell you something. It is a lot of fun. You go there, we got we got open house week in a couple weeks. That's when Grum gonna be playing them games that you as a as a viewer, as a watcher can interact with in the chat. We gonna be playing, he's gonna be playing with that Batman Arkham. He gonna be playing, he's gonna watch the movies. I think I think he's gonna watch how the Grinch stole Christmas, maybe Santa Claus 2, Mrs. Claus, maybe a little bit of Council Self or the Netflix one. He's gonna watch that. Uh, we also gonna have some Carolyn. Do you not know what Stream Carolyn is, baby? Stream Carolyn is an action which Grum gets his community together. They get together in this Discord. You go to join.grum.tv. You can join that Discord, baby. You go there, you listen, you have a good time, you join in, and it goes from community to community, spreading the holiday joy. Gifting subs, money, and everything, support other creative endeavors in the holiday season, making sure that December is a good month for them. That's right. I need to take a second to catch my breath there because I am Dusty Rose and I am just talking, 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 baby. But let me tell you something. You got the Grummet, uh, the Grummet Seasonal uh, Sub Rumble on December 22nd, baby. Go there. You can get some. You support Grum via Patreon, five dollars or more, or you get the gift on Twitch. Don't do that. Don't do that. We're not even gonna talk about that. Don't even sub on Twitch. We gonna get rid of that. You get that on December 22nd. December 23rd is a 12-hour original seasonal hangout stream, baby, where you can hang out and celebrate the year's amazing, most fun holiday, Grummet. It's the 23 day of Grummet starting this week, baby. Listen, I'm the American Dream Dusty Road telling you, come here, come through, Grum.tv. Back here on the dark side of the ring, we just watched their debut, the debut, and the last big match of the Spirit Squad. I decided that over them winning the, the tag titles because the tag titles was a little bit shorter. Um, and also, you, they were still fresh uh, and kind of newer. They didn't have their whole shtick down yet. But first thoughts, Nisus. I just... They, they had high cheerleaders as wrestlers. Like, I just... I, I, I really... Like I, it, it just really just confounding. <laughs> like, I, like I don't know really what to say. Like they, they all kind of look the same. Like they, and they just they fought a bunch of old guys, <laughs> <laughs> like old legends. Yeah. But mm -hmm. like, <clears throat> very confusing on why this was pushed over anything else. Maybe, but this was the one. Yeah. No, they like that. The, that's the thing is like the. Oh boy. Uh, here, X. Before we get into it, you, what about you? What are your What were your impressions uh, first and seconds and whatnots of the uh, Spirit Squad? Um, couple things. Just based off what. I just watched. I hope for the rest of my time here on this planet that I never have to see Jerry the King Lawler's nipples again. 
I'd be 100% okay if I don't. That's a good one, yeah. And, um, yeah, second, to harp on Jesus' point, it's kind of crazy that Vincent McMahon would rather this than to have women mainline the show, a minority champion. He <laughs> wants guys. He wants a five-man spirit squad, spirit squad tied to his name. As his as his number one as his number one heel, like, <laughs> would, would, would I would I do I do I want a a, a women's tag a women's tag team? No, a women women mainlining uh, headlining the WrestleMania. Heavens no, a five man spirit squad <laughs> rocking rocking Adidas jumpsuits, <laughs> wearing wearing a headband and some sorry ass kicks. I want that. Tie that like with me twenty four seven. That's what I want for the year. What was that two thousand six? What were those weak ass shoes? Those look like <laughs> those weren't even. Those, they, they were Brooklyn Knight. They were Brooklyn Knights. That's what they were. BK Knights. <laughs> they just had to paint over the light up part so that it wouldn't light up. That's right. uh. <laughs> um. Those. those. <sighs> 2006 is a weird year. Just in, it, I think two, <laughs> so I think, so 2006, if I, don't, if I remember correctly, so it's the first year, it's the, the year that um, uh, Eddie Guerrero is inducted in the Hall of Fame. Also inducted the, the very same night, Bret Hart, um, for the first time making a WWE appearance, or appearance inside of a WWE event since the Montreal Screwjob. Um, he did not want to go to the to WrestleMania and be honored there because he felt it would be the night that it should have belonged to um, Eddie Guerrero that the recognition he should because they were what they were going to do is they were going to they were going to make Bret Hart be the that guy that comes out last and gets the big round of a basically the headliner and he felt that it should have been Eddie um, and to avoid any of that he just decided not to be a part of it. Uh, after the the induction the night before, uh, also that year you had uh, you had Booker T win the King of the Ring and become King Booker. Um, thus, his wife would become Queen Charmel, and King Booker might be the greatest King of the Ring of all time. And Xavier Woods got to really go, try real hard because King Booker. Was something he just played it up so much. He's like, "Yes, I'm going to speak with a bad British accent. I'm now going to talk to everybody as if they're uh, peasants." Uh, <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so good. Um, uh, and at the end of the year, John Cena challenges Kevin Federline to a match on the f- on the first Monday Night Raw of 2007. Wait, the Kevin Federline, the Kevin- mm-hmm. future yeah, dorks. Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the a month before the Survivor Series match we just watched uh, at Cyber Sunday, <laughs> Cyber Sunday, it is a championship triple threat between the Big Show and John Cena and King Booker, with the the fans picking whose title would be on the line. Booker T's what ends up. Everybody voted t- for Booker T to de- have to defend his World Heavyweight Championship against the other two. He ends up winning because Kevin Federline gets involved and 
cost John Cena the match. Which then Kevin Federline basically like shit talks him for like you know ducks him for a little bit and then they set up a, a match for the first Monday Night Raw of 2007 and that was the main event of it that's a future dork side stuff but also that's the same night that Boise State beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl that the that that match happened wow the reason wow. I, the reason I know that was Jim Ross asked to have that Monday night off he he had asked two weeks. He had asked. He said, Vince, I know I, I don't ask for it often, but it's Monday. My Sooners are in the Fiesta Bowl. It's a big, big deal. Can I work it? You know, and he goes, Sorry, JR. Need you need you to call that Fetterline match. That is sick. So that's why like <laughs> Of all the things that Vince McMahon has done, that might be one of his redeeming things is saving Jim Ross from having to watch the Statue of Liberty be what <laughs> ends the Sooners, uh, you know. I, I think they, I don't think they were undefeated, but they were one loss. They, they, they would have been like, yeah, we had a rightful... They did not have a claim to the throne after losing to Boise State. And then the dude uh, pr- uh, fucking uh, proposed to his girlfriend after... Girl. Yep. Like, that's... Sure did. Like that's 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 king shit. Like you can't like Teflon. I I hope they're still married because if not, that's a I, uh, that's right. I hope they're doing well. I hope they're doing well. And it, I think if if Jim Ross went to that game, he's no he's no longer with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh jeez. Uh, at the last second before OT. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, he, he died on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, like, it's, if, if it was anything but, like, if, could you imagine he's kind of, like, in front of, like, some fans that aren't Oklahoma fans, but they're also not, like, Boise State fans probably don't talk shit. Like, I don't think they're ta- they're giving JR that shit. But I do think a couple frat boys would be like, by God, kid, by God, JR, the boys, the Broncos have done it. By God, good God almighty, they are broken in <laughs> Their spirits are broken in half, JR. Like, just fucking reaming it into them, like, from the fucking stands. I would not let Jim Ross have peace if I was a Boise State fan and he was anywhere in my eyesight. I'd be, the whole time I'd be giving him shit. I maybe preface it at the beginning, and I'd be like, JR, this is all competitiveness, like, I love you, but you're the enemy tonight, because he would respect that, but then I would just fucking ether him Lay the whole fucking night. <laughs> and be, and a respectful, like, like, some people be like, oh, like, what's wrong with your, what's wrong, you know, like, you know, because there are dickheads in the world that continually tell him, like, why don't you smile more often? It's like, the guy had, like, multiple bouts of Bell Palsy, like, shut, like, but... Like, I'd just be, like, giving him shit the whole time. <laughs> just like, by God, Kate, by God, JR, you see him run? There would be, there would be a dark side. There would be a dark side <laughs> of the ring episode of Vince McMahon saying, yeah, I gave, I gave Jim Ross a night off, and I never heard from him again. And <laughs> yet to be seen. And that was it. That's the last time I heard from him. How it ends. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ends. That's how it ends. Like Vince is going. Vince going. You know, if I had, if I could do it all over again, I'd send a camera crew to record him. <laughs> <laughs> because you know that's what Vince would say. He wouldn't say I wouldn't send him there. I would just record his his reaction. 
It's so, like it's so fucked. It like he's like no, you have like just back. We're going just a step back. So fucked. He's like no, you can't have off. I need you to call this big main event match involving Kevin fucking Federline. Kevin Federline, like that's just that's such a two two thousand and seven ass thing to do. Like it just, but like, it was I, if, just kid now wouldn't even know doesn't even know those two words together. Like, no. it, doesn't, like, it doesn't compute unless that, you're at least twenty four and over. And like, I, I need to, and, and when I do Dorkside, I need people who are not that old. I need young. I need young blood so that I can sit here and explain to them why Kevin Federline was such a big deal. It's <laughs> crazy, As, man. Because I'm not sure if I can. I don't. <laughs> I, I I lived through it. I still don't understand why Kevin Federline en- enchanted America for a, <laughs> eighteen months, like. I'm not gonna lie. I had to do a quick Google search to remember who he was in a <laughs> celebrity who was tied to. See, I, I'm like, sad I could, that I didn't have to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just like, it was still stuck in my brain that I remembered who he was. <laughs> yeah, no. Once you like, it's one of those names that, like, yeah, you might not remember why he was important, but you remember that he was important, and the fact that you remember it, you already know it's not a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not. If you don't know who Kevin Federline is, I'm not telling you how to spell his name. I'm not telling you to Google him. I'm telling you to wait for the future episode of Dork Side of the Ring where we talk about Kevin Federline versus John's fucking Cena. <laughs> I can't even make it through the full sentence. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's like Millie Vanilli versus Hulk Hogan. Like that's that's it. That's what it equates to. In terms of professional wrestling and pop culture, because I don't think there's a better comparison for like 15 minutes of fame than Millie fucking Vanilli uh, in like the uh, late 80s, early sure. 90s. Yeah, oh, geez. Yeah, um, yeah, that's tough. So, <laughs> so, those are your first impressions of the things. Um, yeah, so to run it down for people who did not watch along, who don't have the Peacock Network, or could not go find them. Um, their their debut on the January twenty third episode of Ro- Monday Night Raw comes when Jonathan Coachman challenges uh, the King Jerry the King Lawler. Ch- well, Jerry the King Lawler challenges Coachman to a match for the final entrance spot into the Royal Rumble of that year. Winner because Big Ben f- favorite commentator Jonathan Co- like I can't I don't understand like. I mean, I get it because this is like pre Ben Roethlisberger being like in Georgia, bat you know bathrooms like. Mm-hmm. So he's still like a hundred percent a charming dude, I guess. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where they were because he's because Jonathan Coachman's a Chief fan, and I don't understand why he had a personally signed, <laughs> <laughs> why he had a signed jersey the Monday after them winning the AFC championship game, but all right, go off King or coach King challenges them. And it leads to a match, which is a standard match between a, a, a old man wrestler and a non wrestler until the spirit squad shows up and your guys, I'm so glad I was recording it. Your guys's reaction of just, <laughs> of just being like, um, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Because I don't know, because I, 
I didn't really. I, I like to explain things vaguely, right? I don't. I should have asked you what you guys were expecting when I said, cheer, you know, a t, uh, you know, a spirit squad, a, a, a team of male cheerleaders. But I don't think you guys expected what you saw. Not at all. <clears throat> no. Excuse me. They were matching. They're uh, matching. They all look alike, pretty much. Like one's a little shorter than the other four, but yeah, just yeah. not ready for those dudes to come out like that. <laughs> matching in Michigan State looking attire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the exact yeah. was somebody get the Spartans to come get their reject their rejects. I think the whole thing. Uh, they were doing you could they were they were definitely nervous because they were like uh yeah co- oh shit go and coach rocks the house when co-, and then like well we got it we got it together we're fine <laughs> coach that Wayne, still bothers me <laughs> you know it it definitely definitely was uh ill placed um over was over that- his- over his ears. Was that before? Was that before John Cena or after? That or was during? during. So John Cena, they debuted the the before John Cena would regain his title from Edge at the Royal Rumble. So this is post live sex celebration by like two weeks or maybe a week. I think about it. Um, and. So this is right around where like Cena started becoming like the chosen one, and the and the fans started kind of like getting tired of his shtick, and so like these are these are just like it's just like a wild time because it's like hey they we're doing this kind of realistic thing where like we're we're we are talking up how John Cena kind of is a polarizing figure where fans kind of like him, but then fans also kind of don't like him. But here are these five male cheerleaders you all can absolutely hate with every fiber of your fucking body. <laughs> absolute, like absolute, just like and I, like I told you guys. So they, they, they from they they don't debut people before WrestleMania all that often, uh, or in the, in the build up to WrestleMania season. The last time I can remember it, current day was Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was. Um, would debuted as Triple H's like henchman mercenary to take out um, Seth Rollins back at Wrestle like bef- right before WrestleMania 33, but Samoa Joe is a well-known name in the wrestling and has some kind of mainstream, uh, you know, or, or was known to a larger audience. These five guys were not. They came from <laughs> they they came from Ohio Valley Wrestling. The most screen time any of them had had was Nick Nemeth, aka Nikki. Uh, who is now Dolph Ziggler, who debuted the year before as the personal caddy for Chavo Guerrero, who at the time, and and you guys are going to not believe this again, even though I told you this already, Kerwin White, uh, who was a proud-to-be-a-white man. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. It it's it's still to this day a, it's one of the ones where it's like man Vince is definitely going to hell because he's basically telling a, a man a a, a a Latin star in Chavo Guerrero to just be like hey be white <laughs> <laughs> wear collared shirts and golf <laughs> that's what we think white people are it's yeah. like well you're not wrong that's what white people are it's never seeing heaven no no um 
But yeah, it's just like <laughs> they just debut these guys on Monday Night Raw in like the second to last segment, and uh, as <laughs> as Spirit Squad for Hire, where they will cheer for you. You pay them, and they will cheer for you and distract things. Uh, they have air horns. They've got um, like the plastic megaphones that like you scream into yourself to amplify your voice. They're just. It was a mess. I I can't, I, like the cheers were terrible. Uh, low quality cheering. Awful. Oh. And I, I like I just like I'm bringing up their Wikipedia so I can have a little bit more of a 100 percent um uh, thing. So on April third, April third, the night after WrestleMania, uh, they won the WWE, the World Tag Team Championships from Big Show and Kane, and then they were all five of them were member that recognized as champion, so any two of them could defend the, the title. Uh, and then they were then, re, they were, uh, in May 1st, they were named the co-general managers of Monday Night Raw for the night, and during the night, after drawing spirit straws, they placed Kenny into a title match with John Cena, before the match, they ordered play-by-play analysis and Joey Styles into their office to instruct him how to call Kenny's upcoming whim, instructing him to do it, quote, with spirit, or they would force him to call all of the following Raw episodes while wearing a female cheerleading costume. Uh, which then led to a very memorable moment where Joey Styles quits and then kind of does a, a work shoot promo where he's talking about how, like, he used to call ECW matches by himself and now he, he can't even... And, and how he wasn't good at he did, he couldn't call WrestleMania, which is fine. Jr.'s there; he respects Jr., but he's not good enough to be calling Backlash like the next month. And then he's like, "I quit. If I'm not, you don't think I'm good? I'll quit." And then he ends up coming back. Um, I want to say in like July when they do the ECW reboot. Um, and then it leads to them feuding with Degeneration X and Degeneration X making fun of them, saying that they're a big fan of Gamecocks. Um, which then gets shortened to Cox. Um, I mean, look, it's one way for them to get around saying cock because they were in they were in they're in South Carolina, and they're like, "Yeah, Vince and the Spirit Squad, and Shane, big fans of the South Car- University of Southern Car- or South Carolina." <clears throat> yeah, what's their mascot? Oh, the Gamecocks. Vince, a big fan of those Gamecocks. Yeah, he sure does love Cox, and it's just like one of those like. Fuck, can't get around it. Like, <laughs> like uh, it's like a very smart sophomoric stuff and, and whatnot. But they end up, uh, they have a handicap match uh, that they lose at Vengeance against DX. Um, and then they have some matches. They, as you saw, the, the culmination of their feud against um, um, uh, Ric Flair and the Legends. And after that, uh, they lose, and uh, they, they they disband on the November 27th episode of Raw when they were defeated in a 5-on-3 handicap match by D- D-Generation X and Flair. And then in a backstage segment later that night, DX placed all members in, into a crate stamped OVW, Louisiana or Louisville, Kentucky, a reference to the, devel- the, the developmental territory from which the Spirit Squad had come. And they all just kind of, like, never actually made it back. Um, well, Dolph Ziggler did, um, but other than that, no one really made it big. 
they would eventually come back uh, in 2016. Uh, both Kenny and Mikey would come back as a fe- as part of a feud between The Miz and Dolph Ziggler, where Dolph Ziggler was made fun of for his past, and The Miz was like, "Here are my new henchmen." <laughs> Look at you, former yeah. cheerleader. <laughs> I have two of your friends, and then basically doing the whole bitter Scotty Pippen storyline of like, "You got you you you." You you screwed us out. You left us in the dust, uh, uh, Nikki. And it's like, my name's Dolph now. Say it, get her. It's like, it's like <laughs> names. Who's Nikki? Is there a bigger downgrade from names from going from fucking Nikki to Dolph? Because uh, I, I just it, there can't be any like worse ones, right? I mean, the only Dolph we recognize here is Young Dolph. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a good, it, well, it's a good, strong name, then. Strong name. Um, yeah, yeah. But also, counterpoint, um, Dolph is short for Rudolph, and Rudy Gay is actually Rudolph, Go- or Ru- not Rudy Gay, uh, Rudy Gobert is actually Rudolph Gobert. So, it's tough. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah, it's you got me there. Also, yeah. Shout out Tyler for last his last uh. Uh, not here to argue for saying that and made me think of that. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, shit, the obvious one is the other Dolph, where the other Dolph name has only one wor- one letter in front of it. I'm not going that far. Um, nah, yeah. <laughs> don't you bring up the H-Man. Uh, H-Man was wildin'. Um, but no, so... <laughs> <laughs> So the, uh, the, 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 just like, there was a lot, there's a lot that they did in such a short amount of time. And it's very funny to me as a wrestling fan to just watch. I don't think anybody else has had such a high in a year and not been able to see a full year. <laughs> like they debuted the 23rd of January. They were gone the 27th of November. They couldn't even make it a full, like 12 months. I'm shocked they went 12, honestly. That's that's unbelievable. That's a whole year of them just cheering and being uh, themselves. And- they had the longest title reign in 10 years as tag team champion. That's chaos. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that I shouldn't don't be understand. <laughs> so the, uh, from 1996 to 1997, Bret Hart, and, not Bret Hart, uh, British Bulldog and Owen Hart, held the tag team titles for 260 some odd days. The next longest in the ten, that 10 year span was by the spirit squad at 214. Uh, unbelievable. Like, <laughs> so unbelievable. and like, you know, they're not going to take the titles and put them on degeneration X. They saved that for a couple years later, but at the same time, like they're the tag champions. Also in tag matches and multi-man matches with against Degeneration X, like that's a really like for guys who are that young. I think Kenny's at the time is twenty twenty one. I think, I think he's the youngest member at like twenty at twenty one, which is a whole lot of whole lot of exposure for a twenty one year old. Um, sure. I I could even be he might even have been younger at uh, in two thousand six. Uh, he's 35 now, so he was 20. Yeah. Um, also dated Mickey James. Um, and also, led, that's what led to him apparently also uh, 
basically getting fired is he was dating Mickey James and did not like that Mickey James and John Cena were canoodling as adults, two consenting adults. And uh, John Cena was like, I'll see you to that. Don't worry. Don't worry, Kenny. I'll take care of it, pal. And then promptly basically got him fired. Had him move to a separate show, the separate, the other show. So he was away from his girlfriend. Yo. Yeah. Damn. Look, the so wrestling so business. And like, you think that's bad. Shawn Michaels used his fucking influences as the guy worse than anybody else to a historic levels. So do you guys remember Sonny? No. Sonny, no. no. Sonny, okay. Sonny was at one point the most downloaded woman on the internet in 1994-95, like when, the, when you would download an image line by fucking line. <laughs> People just Jesus. downloaded her. Um, she was very, very, very attractive, blonde, and very just very attractive. I, I, can't, I can't say anything more about her because there's, like, words... The, the beauty of her is very confined to the 90s. And this is before, like, Sable. Um, let me see if I can find the photo of her that was downloaded so much. But uh, the, uh, she was just uh, an incredibly hot woman and that men like to look at even though she was, uh, you know, not in front of them. Uh, and tuned to t- like, people like, would be like, I want to see Sunny. That's the picture of her. Um, like I said, confined to the 90s, very hot. Sh- she- very uh, 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. That yes. is definitely <laughs> yes. yes. That's really yes. it. <laughs> yes. That's, that's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, her boyfriend was Chris Candido, who is was respected because he's a really good worker, but also he's like 5'4". Like, he was a short guy. Uh, They were about the same height, the two of them. Well, Shawn Michaels fancied himself some Sunny Days, and Sunny fancied her some of the Heartbreak Kid. To the point that she would go to his... He would have her back in his his hotel room or whatever, and he would have his friend, Kevin Nash stand outside the door and tell Chris Candido that Sonny is not in there while Sonny was most definitely in there. Game is so cold, man. Game is so cold. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It is... And that's just Sonny. Like, he did this... Like, he had... um, There was... There's a story... The blanks get filled in but he's up in he he is uh going around he's driving around it's like 1996 95 96 he's the intercontinental champion and he gets beat he gets jumped at a bar and because he was talking to some guy's girl the guy was drunk and did not like it and thought he could take on Shawn Michaels which Shawn Michaels not the not the toughest guy uh, but he hung out with some tough guys um so the guy beat, you know, jumped Shawn Michaels, and then they, like, he got, like, Shawn Michaels is getting into the car, and this guy follows Shawn Michaels into the backseat of the car to fight him, 
And apparently British Bulldog reaches the guy, reaches it through the window to grab the guy and fucking yanks his neck back. <laughs> what? It's... To the point where this guy then goes to court to sue WWE, Shawn Michaels, and British Bulldog for breaking his neck. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. And when the details come out, they're like, um, no, nobody, you know what? No, they're not. They're not at all. Like, he was pressing civil charges. Nope. Nothing. So, so, <laughs> Shawn Michaels, uh, and this is when he's deep into cocaine and other drugs, and he's just not in a good place mentally. Uh, great place physically, though, for him, I guess. Uh, but he's dirty macking to the elitist of levels, and it is getting a lot of people in trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. He, like, I, like, imagine the balls to just basically get your coworker and bring her to your room and then have your friend, who is much taller than her, your, her, your co-worker's boyfriend, to basically lie. And, and everybody knows it's a lie. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and she, so, Sunny is not one to uh, shy about uh, with some details. Like, she wrote a book, and she was like, yeah, no, like, we definitely... Yeah, like, I felt so bad for Chris, like, you know, uh, we, you know, we, we did, you know, I, I did so wrong by him, I should have been honest with him, like, here is a picture of them in the 90s, both Shawn Michaels and Sonny, uh, tell me those two. Oh, heaven, oh. no. Oh, oh no, hey, that, <laughs> oh boy, that's sick. Why we're done oh, man. Yeah, no, 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 oh, no, 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 yeah, no, absolutely. He's gone. He is gone. She's gone. And they're both just... They're both thinking about what they're going to do when they... This is apparently like a meet and greet. Like, this is a public appearance. This is like a public appearance, I think. Hey, man. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure, but yes. Um, That's tough. Nothing so, else to say. So this is... Uh, Sonny, uh, Sonny would talk about uh, a lot of things. Sonny had an autobiography, though. Um, and uh, I'll just read the thing. Quote, quote, listen, when we were together, we were together for almost like an entire year, hooking up and dating and traveling to Jamaica and everything like that. He didn't even know his current wife. They weren't even friends. They weren't even acquaintances. So why would this be hurtful to their marriage? This is from his past, from my past. It had nothing to do with his wife. Uh, and then, apparently, uh, she said that he had a lipstick fetish, fetish. To which she then said, that was his fetish, and that's what I wrote about. It was kind of funny, too, because he likes to smear it all over your face. And the problem with red lipstick is that it's stained. So, like, my entire face would be stained red for the rest of the day. It was terrible. Uh, Sean was, uh, was a horn dog. Like, he instructed me to wear short skirts with no underwear on underneath, so it would be easy access. This would happen like four oh times during the day at the arena and then back at the hotel at night. It was crazy. 
he was like an 18-year-old in high school. He just couldn't get enough. Jeez. Oh. Mm -hmm. the, the horniest of HBKs. I had no idea Sean was this just it gets, purple. Like, this horny. is like, Talking about... <laughs> he very purple. He is uh, he is a, a a founding father of the purple world order. Uh, but uh, <laughs> at, the, at the beat off at the beat off offices, I you know how like that play like a champion. I just have a picture of a uh, picture of HBK, and I just dap it up, dap him up, uh, and then go about my day um, dealing with the Jim Jam situations. Um, <laughs> She would later go on in this uh, interview and story. I, when I was 20, I got pregnant with Chris. And, of course, I was 20 years old. I was in college and in the professional wrestling business. There's no way I was having a kid at 20. So I got an abortion, which a lot of young girls did. Well, since that abortion, I've never gotten pregnant. And I never used birth control because I think they messed me up inside where I can't conceive anymore. Which is unfortunate. Um, she says she was separated from Candida at the time that she was romantically and often physically entangled with... Michaels, quote, we were separated at the time. We still traveled on the road. We still shared hotel rooms at times. Not even always. A lot of times. We wouldn't even be in Bloody. the same hotel room at night. But we still rode together, travel a lot, because honestly, it's nobody's business what our personal life is. I mean, people knew we were together from 17 years old, and at 23, it's none of their businesses we're together or if we're not together. So we would fly together, ride together, sometimes share a hotel room. Most of the time, not. So like I said, sometimes we'd be at different hotels and fly home together. And when we get home, I'd go home, and he would go to either, you know, those residents into the Murata with those little studio apartments or whatever. He'd go out to one of those and he'd stay at his dad's um, for like a little while. We weren't even living together during that time. Essentially, things ended when he wanted Sonny. Michael's, the things ended with Michael's when Sonny wanted to move in, when, when he wanted Sonny to move in with him. And the first diva worried that Candino would commit suicide if she left him. Oh, everybody's toxic. Good God. Uh -huh. He was building a new house in San Antonio. His mother and I become very close. We used to talk on the phone like every day. And his mom and I picked out the colors for the cabinets, the countertops, the tiles, the carpeting, everything for the house. I helped design his house, and right at the house was getting finished, he asked me to move in. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is where we're going to get serious now. So it came down to me thinking that, quote, okay, I can move to Texas with Sean and either have A, a great life, or have that end really badly. And B, on the other hand, if I do move to Texas with Sean and end it for good with Chris, Chris would probably kill himself. I mean, Chris worshipped the ground I walked on. Like, I was everything to him. So my subconscious, I couldn't just say to Chris, okay, we're totally ended, we're done forever, I'm moving in with Sean, because he probably would have offed himself, honest to God. Yikes. Like, Oof. yeah. Um, Shawn Michaels, hey. this is all in her, in her stuff. Shawn, she, she said Shawn Michaels did not like that uh, Sonny and Bret Hart were friends, or even friendly. Um, at the time, this and and basically, HPK used uh, Sonny as like a as a weapon to fuck with Bret Hart's like personal life, um, because at the time of their very vaunted professional and personal feud in '97, he talked about how Bret Hart was having some sunny days, which everybody. Goes, oh, he's talking about, oh, he's he's fucking sunny. To which he had he gets home, flies straight from the show. His wife is trying to call the hotel room. He's not answering because he's not there. He's flying straight back to Calgary, and he gets there and he has to basically answer to his wife like, 
what did what did Sean mean by sunny days? Like, are you fucking are you fucking sunny? Like that whore, she's fucking you too. Like, and it's like, no, that's oh. not it. Yeah, it's wrestling is toxic. Man, this is ah, yeah, uh, toxic might I, not I, even be like. It, it might be light for what goes on day to day. <laughs> I don't ever want to be as down bad as Chris. So I, I, whatever, whatever that level of of respecting that is, please keep keep that away from me. That is no, 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 no. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, I mean, like it's very, it, it's very. I mean, I, I, we're all we're adult men. We've seen it before. We've had it happen to us before. Where as a young young versions of ourselves uh we've become infatuated with a woman who has given us an ounce of fucking attention um and especially when she becomes like it it gets compounded and magnified because she becomes the girl like you are dating the girl that everybody every guy wants to be with every every like girls want to be guys want to be with like that's her, and she is yours, and you have a self-conscious thing already because you're five four. Like awful. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> God, God handed you the worst gen- like gave you the worst genetics when it comes to height, but the best luck when it comes to out kicking your coverage. Like, <laughs> like imagine, like <laughs> your legs are dangling. You know, off a stool. You know, as as an adult, <laughs> and you and you got and you got like what was it, Kevin Nash tapping tapping you on the head, saying like, "Yeah, it happened, in Chief." No, that's bad. He's calling Junior and shit. <laughs> like, nah, it's Kevin fucked Nash up. You up by, like, your, under, under your arms and twirls you around like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for Sonny Kev. <laughs> Put me down. Kev, it's not funny. Put me down. Put me down, Kev. <laughs> Kev's going, hey, little guy. It's all right there. Hey, it'll be okay, pal. You want to go get some drinks? Like, you know, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I'll, I'm going to look to see if Kevin Nash has ever talked about this, but like, it is, it's a weird spot to put. Like, he was, he's used to, like, he was also kind of, um, used, at this point, used to being, uh, his, uh, his, like, bodyguard because of the heat that he had. Um, but I don't think it has anything, there's nothing I can't find on it. Um, but, like, man, to basically be watching the door while your buddy is fucking somebody else, like, and sure, they're separated, but, like, there's part of you that is going, like, she should. She should just end it. Like she shouldn't play them along. Like she's stringing them along. This is kind of fucked. <laughs> like, yo, uh, yeah. Like, and she's twenty three, and I think Shawn Michaels at this point is like thirty two. Like, what? How old is he right now? I think he's like fifty something. So he is fifty six, sixty five. So what is that? Forty? Not forty one. No, What's that? Uh. 30, he's 31, so he's like eight years his her senior at this point. Like, that's uh, yeah. it's a little weird. A little yeah, weird. just a little bit, just, just slightly. 
and like, I mean, apparently he had the libido of an 18-year-old. So, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what cocaine will do to you. Just horned up beyond, like, just... How, how fucking weird did that house have to be after she was like, no, I can't move in with you, after she did everything? That only could have hurt him more and put him down more, Sean down more in a hole where he's just like looking at everything going, <sighs> she picked that countertop. I was going to take her cheek. I was going to take her cheeks and spread them across that countertop so much too. Like, God damn it, man. <laughs> like, she, I, like, she might be embellishing a little bit and he doesn't exactly deny it, but he chalks it up to, you know what? Uh, I was a lot back then I was a lot to handle uh, and I don't remember a lot of it and that's before I found God and I found my wife so it's in the past and it's like mm-hmm, bud yeah sure yeah. you remember it though you remember that's a man who remembers it um it's like hey I was big wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just like good lord and like the, and he got his life around which is good um and he's just like this he's like Fun Uncle Sean now, uh, for for, for for professional wrestling, like, you know, whereas, uh, like, they did a WWE released a lot of their uh developmental talent, uh, just a couple months ago, and uh, he a lot of them were like, there was a couple that were like, wow, I can't believe they're getting cut, but one of the big ones was uh, Jonah Rock, who was in w- in NXT as Bronson Reed. And he texted, a, he like immediately the first person to text him when the news hit or when he found out was Sean. And Sean was like, go prove him that this was a mistake and don't ever let them, don't ever let them live him down. Like, and then like, he, like, he's that kind of guy who's like, he's still, he's still the, the guy that was on Coke binges and still, you know. <laughs> vindictive and petty and having a short so, like how like the other thing is Chris Candido was shorter than Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels is like 5'10 5'11 like <laughs> like that's that this feels like targeting this is call 15 this is this is a 15 yard penalty this is targeting he went he said that short motherfucker got hurt uh uh-uh, uh she mine now nah uh no sir okay no I'm I'm out here walking around a holeless Nope, because I'm too short. <laughs> Not gonna lie, having you know, if you're decorating a house, you know, with a lady, and then she decides like she doesn't want to move in, that's enough for a villain origin story right there. Like the, this, that alone could have gone a multitude yeah. of ways. That's a minimum an arson, <laughs> like, yeah. at minimum. Like or you know, or going to jail for insurance fraud. Like, uh, like you're yeah. not. Not at all. That is, yeah. Uh, I'm glad this turned out relatively okay. (laughs) Still, really, uh, just levels a dirty Mac that that just unbelievable. But man, um, Sean was out here. (laughs) He really was. He he was um he was like. He's in one of those weird areas because I look at a lot of wrestling now. I look at it as entertaining, and then the second time I look at it, I'm like, "All right, can I make a dork side out of this?" <laughs> or the, the thing I just watched, <laughs> can I do a dork side about it? And like 1993 to 97, Sean is 
not dork side, but he's like, and I, I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's willing to talk about it. And that's every fair, like that's fair to him. Um, like if he doesn't want to relive a really dark time in his life, he doesn't have to for content reasons. Um, if he, if he feels that he's done enough to get closure on that or whatever, he's the people affected by him don't ask for, or aren't seeking closure, then there's no, you know, there's no reason to go over it. But there are some stories about him, and there is a career, a wild career window for a guy to go from, like, hey, man, he's a pretty good hand to basically being the greatest wrestler to walking walking on the earth. And, like, in four years, lose it all. <laughs> like, it is... Uh, it it's 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 one of, it's a, it's an interesting thing of those like the 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 quickness of how how wrestling turnover is like the very few exceptions of people being on top for so long your hogans your john cena's your flares your dusties that's about it everybody else has a 4 to 5 5, five year window and then that's it like even bret hart like he had like 92 to 97 that's when he's at his fucking peak, and he probably got shorted a couple of years because of Goldberg kicking his head in. Um, but like everybody else, only has so many years. Stone Cold's peak was ninety six to nine to two thousand one. Like that one, I, like I know, I know he had the. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah I go know ahead. he had the. Uh, back injury, but looking back, that's like that's crazy. He was only like stone cold for like five years man. Mm-hmm. like yeah he's so influential still to this day like it like it, it felt like he was like the best wrestler for 10 years but he was i mean the rock's even yeah. shorter yeah the rock is 99 that's, to 2002 that's crazy because it, it feels so much longer than that like his his WWE career is from two like 90 november 96 to april of 2003 and he's got a couple movies shooting shoots where he misses a couple months at a time he doesn't become the rock until like 1998 he doesn't become main event level the rock until 90 not late 99 so or early 99 so like there's this weird like wrestlemania 14 to wrestlemania 18 is his peak and he misses some of 2000, 2001 because he's shooting the he's shooting a part in the Scorpion King, and then two thousand two he's wrestling until the summer, and then he doesn't come back until like two thousand and three, like early two thousand three. So it's wild that his absolute peak is three years, but he reached such a peak in such a short amount of time that he's like the exception to the rule. John Cena had 15 years, really. Not even uh, 2004. I'd say 2004 to 2017, really, where he's like the guy. It's That's fucking. Wild. It, it's yeah. It's just fucking wild. Where it's just like wow. Like Hogan was from '83 until 2000. That was switching promotions, like in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that. So, yeah. That's yeah. 
That's nuts, and um, yeah. you could even say he had two peaks where he, or, you know, right. he, where he had Hollywood. 80, 80, yeah, 83 to like 91 and then 96 until two or like 96 until 2000. Cause even like, I've, I've been watching like 2000s WCW and he's still like the guy where people are like, that's fucking old Hogan. <laughs> even though he's like yeah. wrestling fucking Jeff Jarrett and, and Billy Kidman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Shawn Michaels, like I, they, I like I would love a Last Dance style part, like ten parter on Shawn Michaels' like late, like mid career, because then he he went and wrestled from two thousand two until two thousand ten, so he basically wrestled two eight year periods, and that two thousand two to two thousand ten, he didn't miss, like that. That's like Jordan's second run. But his first run is when it's very interesting because everything after is he's like, oh yeah, he's very good at wrestling and he loves God. Like that's, that's about it. That was probably the cooler one to me because that was the one I we grew up on. Like I didn't really catch any of the '90s ones, mm. so it was like right. this cool the, dude. Like I was like, he, I didn't even know he was like a born again Christian mm. until like recently. <laughs> like and he's doing all like the sexy dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had no, I had no idea. Wait, Shawn Michaels is a born again Christian. Oh, hardcore! Like, so I had no idea. There is, I don't know if it's on the Peacock Network, but they did a, I want to say around 2010 when Bret Hart came back in full to WWE. Him and Shawn Michaels got to bury the hatchet. Live, they they did it like before it, but live on TV they. Like, buried the hatchet in front of people. They shook hands. They forgave each other. Like, Sean said, I'm sorry. Brett said, I'm sorry. Like, they moved past that. And, um, they did an interview. They did a, they did a, a DVD special highlighting their rivalry and basically tying it from the very start when they were wrestling tag teams as you know, the Rockers versus the Hart Foundation and how every, st- like, Brett was there first, but every step that Brett took, Sean took, but then they got to a point where they were neck and neck where Sean caught up to him and Brett couldn't professionally could not handle that. But also he just didn't handle it because Sean Michaels was living a lie basically. Whereas HBK or Brett Hart's like, yeah, nah, I'm, I am who I say I am. Like I'm a role model to children <clears throat> and I'm a damn good wrestler. And like you, you have Sean Michaels who's like, you know, yeah, he's, Saying he's a good role model, but like if these parents knew what he was doing, uh, you know, off camera, they would be disgusted. But like there was a lot, that's where like there's a lot of professional animosity. But Sean, being in the place that he did, took it personally. He's like, he's judging my lifestyle. And Brett has talked about. It. He's like, I wasn't judging his lifestyle. I was judging his lifestyle for the position he was in, based on how I feel the business should be. And um, they talk about like, you know. Sean's like, yeah, I was in a bad place in nine. He goes, ninety eight, ninety nine. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting on the because he had a back injury as well that he would never get. He never really got looked at for a while because he was so fucking coked up that it wasn't an issue really. Um, oh man! But he met his wife in like ninety eight, ninety nine, and like ninety or two thousand. Um, basically, all of his friends had basically just cut him off. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall cut him off. And if Scott Hall cuts you off, 
knowing his history, then it's pretty bad. But even like Triple H was the last to go, and like this, I think the story is like Triple H called Kevin Nash in tears, going, "Kev, I, 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 I want to." Sean doesn't want to help himself, and Kev's like, "You know, Hunter, you gotta like, you gotta, hey man, you gotta live your life. Like he wants to kill himself, you let him kill himself." And it's like, good lord, right? Like, like. <laughs> It's like, but Kevin Nash always. Kevin Nash got the longest view in the room at all times, and it's basically like he ain't going to do it though. Like, we're, he'll get this, and then basically, uh, his wife kind of hit him with an ultimatum. He got counseling. He found, he found Christ. But like, he's not like super bo- like Bible thumping, born again. Like I think he's one of the types where he's like, this helped me. It ain't gonna help you if it doesn't help you. Like it's not a, it's not a cure all. So. Like he's got that pers- he's got perspective to it, which is good. But yeah, no, he's born again, um, and that's why he's alive and whatnot. So it's good. But I don't know. Er- early DX talking about how he did not have he did not get a blowjob from that woman, but they were up all night long making fun of the the Clinton uh, press conference. Um, <laughs> there's that <laughs> ninety seven D Generation X was something else, man. They're they're, whoo. They're getting FCC and USA's telling them to cut and chill the fuck out, and they're like, nah, we're not going to. Because we're going to make you money. <laughs> God, they did. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, the Spirit Squad, how this all relates to Spirit Squad, <laughs> is that the Spirit <laughs> Squad spent most of their time on the, on the uh, main roster in the year of 2006, uh, being the antagonist to Shawn Michaels. Uh, born again, uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, in his feud against the McMahons, which also included a match against God. Um, or he was tagging with God. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing. Like, the, the Spirit Squad is one of those ones where I knew that the conversation would whew, would veer, but I didn't think we would be talking about how Sonny was getting her cheek clapped by Shawn Michaels regularly. Just dirty Mac. On. <laughs> the elite. Just elite elite. dirty macking. <laughs> it's one of the ones where I'm like, I got, I got to tell, I got to, I got to find a way, find somewhere that has like the full story and just send it to Tyler so he can read it. Um, because there's so much in it, man. There's she's 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 all she's toxic and messy. And she, a dangerous <laughs> combo. She's also been in jail. I... Oh man. Yes. <laughs> Sonny's had some issues, like, uh, <laughs> whew. Uh, me I mean, go ahead. Um, Shawn Michaels, that is, uh, that is a lead example of a man. When you hear those lyrics about, you know, whether it's any music artist talking about going to take your lady, Shawn Michaels <laughs> is living those raps, man. <laughs> yeah. Living those raps. <laughs> He's about it. Now I kind of get the persona on like the sexy boy. Like now I, oh man, it makes perfect sense. Now. <laughs> it's like he was out here, <laughs> mixy as hell. <laughs> but it's just in his lap, just coked up, <laughs> coked up, chilling. <laughs> Yeah, no. That's a one. That's a Wednesday afternoon. They are having a ball. Just having a good, uh, like <laughs> insane. 
Do you want do you want me to run run down the uh the rap sheet of one Tammy Linsich? AKA Late on us. Absolutely. In 2012, Sitch was arrested five times in a four-week span for disorderly conduct, third-degree burglary, three counts of violating a protective order. She was, she was arrested a sixth time in 2013 for also for, for violating a protective order. She served 144 days in jail and released in May of 2013. Throughout May of, and June of 2015, Sitch was pulled over and arrested in Pennsylvania three times for DUIs. Sitch pled guilty to all three of the main charges with lesser charges being dropped during a 2016 interview. Uh, she had said she agreed to plead guilty because she was blackout drunk during the arrest and did not remember them, saying that it was the worst relapse of her life. In 20, January 2016, she pled guilty to driving while under suspension. She served 90 days in jail on August 18th, but counted her nine, but a judge sentenced her to 90 days in jail, but counted her 97 days in rehab as time served. September 12th of 2016, she was rushed to a hospital where uh, she was rushed to uh, a hospital from her home where alcohol was found. This led to charges for violating parole stemming from three DUI cases in 2015. She remained in jail on these charges through her arrangement in 2017, fined $1,496 for the remaining charges, and released in February of 2017. While on probation, she was arrested in New Jersey for two DUIs on January 23rd and February. Uh, 2nd of 2018 was also charged with fleeing the scene of an accident in relation to 22nd or the February 2nd arrest after appearing to failing to appear in court for either case she was arrested on February 2017 or February 27th 2018 for two fugitives from justice charges and six counts of contempt of court and was placed in the Monmouth County Correctional Institution while she was processed, it was discovered she had a fugitive. She had she was a fugitive from justice due to her parole in Carbon County Correctional Facility in Pennsylvania, having been revoked in 2017. She was subsequently extradited to Pennsylvania on tw- March 23rd. Remained at Carbon County Correctional Facility in Nesquehane uh, until she was paroled in October of 2018. <clears throat> Still going here. <laughs> 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 A bench warrant was issued for Sitch in Pennsylvania on February 15th, 2019, and the Carbon County Probation Department filed a motion to revoke her parole as a result of her failure to continue her payment plan with Pennsylvania to cover the state's legal costs for her case. She was pulled over in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, where the police had arrested her for driving while intoxicated and other driving offenses. Seaside Heights released uh, her into the the custody of the... Homedale Police Department after it was discovered that she still had outstanding worth in both Homedale, New Jersey for $1,500 and Knowlton Township, New Jersey for 1000 She was charged with the contempt of court, disobedience and resisting of court command on both warrants. March 20th, she was extradited to Monmouth County back to Car- Carbon County Correctional to address her Pennsylvania charges. After a year in prison, she was released on February 25th, 2022. Sitch was also arrested on July 13th, 2020 for allegedly eluding a police officer, contempt violation of domestic violence, restraining order, and operating a motor vehicle during a second lesson suspension. She was held at the Monmouth County Correctional and was released June 9th, 2021 due to a court order. I don't know if you're done or not. No, I am done. But in 2016, she released a pornographic <coughs> film with Vivid Entertainment f- called Sunny Side Up, In Through the Back Door. Oh, oh my dear God. Yeah. Yeah. 
She a damn uh, criminal, is what you're saying. Uh, like substance, substance of substance addiction is a fucking. It, it is nothing to wish on anybody. And uh, if you are having those issues, please seek help. Like I know we're 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 like kind of laughing at it, and that might not be the right thing. It's just there's a lot there going on for her, and uh, she is like. That's, that's I, I hope she, I hope she gets right? the help yeah. that she needs. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's like, all we can say. A lot of arrests. A lot of arrests. I'm um, not sure she wants help, but she's doing all that. Like, like she's, she's like she's the one that's in the the violation of a domestic restraining order. Like, I just that like that's the thing is like it's yeah, boy, messy, tough. messy. Yeah, no. yeah, sure. that is. <laughs> But as we wrap up here, because we're coming up, we're up on about two hours, two hours here. Uh, first, thank you guys for coming on to talk about Spirit Squad and HBK's uh, being a horn dog um, <laughs> and uh, the effects of uh, substance abuse, which is, again, get some help if you please, if that is, or somebody who is, you know, you know. Um, it's never fun. Absolutely. But. The Spirit Squad final takeaways from either the debut that we saw or the Survivor Series match, uh, featuring the two, uh, featuring the the legends and the Spirit Squad. We'll start with UX. Final thoughts. Um, yeah, I'm just at uh, amazed at the timing. Um, there, to have that co-signed over, as Niza said everything else like literally any possible innovation you know maybe you know give someone else a push give the ladies a push they went with the spirit squad and literally attach it to the head of the company that is i am amazed yeah and a year from now vince would be saying the n-word and wearing do-rags actually 2006 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, this might have, hold on, hold on. Was that so? Hold on. When was it that did Vince say the N word? And was that Survivor Series? Two thousand. Oh, it's two thousand and three. No, hold on. Survivor Series N word. You just do the N word. <laughs> when was it? Was it in two thousand? Oh, it was two thousand five. Okay, so it was a year before. Okay. I was gonna be like, "Wow, that that night was a wild night for Vince McMahon." <laughs> <laughs> he's lost his absolute shit, uh, but no, uh, <laughs> no, uh, no. The, the yeah, so sandwiched between uh, saying the N word at um, at Survivor Series 2005 and uh, wearing do rags in the summer of 2007 was his feud with God and uh, with having five male cheerleaders as his henchmen. Uh, but yeah, uh, Nises, what about you? Final takeaways from the Spirit Squad? Um, just hope to never see those Adidas track pants again. Um, <laughs> just hideous. The headbands, too, which was a very 2006 ass thing to wear. Um, yeah, you know, just like like we've been saying, just. Any anything else, <laughs> and he decided on that. Like male cheerleaders, 
kind of wrestle. Like, it just, like, that just, they were cheering, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over that. Like, but yeah, that's that's really it. Just any other storyline, and, and Vince shows that. <laughs> if I had more time, we would watch more Spirit Squad cheering. Because uh, it goes on for many months before they actually have a wrestling match uh, where they just cheer. They show up and they cheer. Some of them are funny. Some of them are just like standard cheering, like, you know, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Um, but nothing to the way of, um, wow. is that another not, a teen, not, uh, not another teen movie where they, uh, where they do the um, bring it on spoof? Where they're like, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't steal your, we didn't steal your cheer routine. <laughs> We're black. We're proud. We got it going loud. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's uh, it, it just wild. Uh, in hindsight, as a as a wrestling fan, I was fourteen watching pro wrestling. I couldn't stand them. <laughs> I hated them. I thought Kenny was gonna be great. I thought Nikki could. Could bump and I was fifty percent right. Uh, Nikki's still wrestling, you know. Uh, Fifteen years later, good for him. Good old uh, Dolph Ziggler. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Nisus, once more, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, what you got going on? Any any causes that you know of that are close to home, or you would like to bring some um, awareness to? Them? Uh, just uh, uh, at Jordan, uh, it, Mr. Jordan Brewer on Twitter. Uh, I'm on IG. Don't use it a lot at Bruiser Brewer, Bruiser underscore Brewer. Um, uh, yeah, just probably you know, um, getting close to the holidays, so you know, maybe just uh, help out your local food bank or stuff like that. You know, it's gonna get really, really, really tough out and colder. You know, really mm-hmm. tough out there. So yeah. Any way you could help, you know, the less fortunate, for sure. We are pro-food sovereignty here on the dork side of the ring. Um, X, what about you? Places people can find you, what you got going on, things you would like to bring awareness to or, you know, shout out? Sure. Um, oh, you can, of course, find me, CPF Chat. Um, I'll plug my IG again. It's cvogues4, and then I've, I'm on Twitter. I don't use it a lot though. It's at Seabogues. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, because the holidays are getting colder, maybe donate an extra pair of socks if you can. If you go to a toy store or anything, you buy little gifts, maybe just get, if you can, if you have the, if you have the funds to get an extra $10 toy and donate to a boys and girls club or, uh, or a shelter, do that. Yeah. Just try to get, someone you know some someone out there just a little bit of joy that's right love it love it love to see it i i'm this is the one thing i'm very happy to have like this platform to be like hey like you know what what we got going on that we can as a as a as a group here but even even just a couple of people you know no so this is always good um shout out uh the good mr feeney for the good work that he's doing with the uh with his organizations and just uh, multitudes of people in the CPF chat who are doing it. And on Twitch, I know a lot of people are doing, uh, are raising money for charities and food drives. Um, 
always good to do that. And, uh, yeah, um, it is, uh, well, it's only the beginning of the month, so if you haven't done your, your holiday shopping yet, be smart, be safe, and don't fight over a television. It's just a TV. Uh, you can put a IOU on the TV for your, uh, on a big box. It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> At least I hope. We're, we're, who knows? Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Appreciate having you guys. I look forward to having you guys on again in the future. Yeah, appreciate you, girl. Absolutely. This has, been, this has been fun, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Shawn Michaels is a crazy, crazy, wacky, history-filled uh, wild man, as was Sonny. Uh, and the Spirit Squad was a wild, wildly, like, it is a, it was a, it wasn't that bright of a star, but it burnt out as bright as a, as a bright star. And that, that they did, they didn't even last a full calendar year. They were gone by December, debuted in this, or January calendar i mean i guess it's a calendar year but not like a full calendar year right they were involved in it look either way x and knees have summed it up right it was a good time right thank you guys for coming on i appreciate it go give them a follow us again good great fun times uh and i cannot wait to have both x and knees on again with uh with whoever i may pair them with uh as you can see the i think my favorite thing from this episode was the what if about jim ross being able to attend the um uh, the Fiesta Bowl in 2007. What would have been? Uh, which, good. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a funny what if. The idea of just be giving Jim Ross shit from the side, from, from the, from the uh, crowd. Um, but yeah, I, uh, that's, that's all we got for this week. Um, let's see. I, I think, did I tell you guys about Grummas? The 23 Days of Grummas happening live on Grum.tv, otherwise known as Twitch.tv slash Tgrum, an annual celebration of community, friendship, and no holiday baggage. Um, basically, the idea is, hey, uh, holidays suck because things have happened in your life and make you not enjoy it for what people... Other people may, you know, maybe there's no, there's not the family that you want there or, you know, the family that you do have there is not the kind of family, you know, that makes it positive. All this stuff, you know, your friends are, you know, this or that. We don't do that. We just hang out and celebrate the people that we do have. Uh, very, very, uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of gratuity uh, <laughs> for for this. Not, not, you don't have to tip me. But if you want to, you can. You go over to support.grom.tv. And you can give all the gratuity you would like monthly over on the Patreon. $5, $10, $25, and dollar tiers. Just single dollars. If you want to be like a you know a monthly, uh, treat me like a stripper with a single dollar. And stuff it into my waistband, my shirt, uh, my pockets, shoes, wherever you want to stuff that dollar. You can stuff that dollar. Um, on there, um, we actually have the Roby and... Uh, Roby, Kurt, and myself are from episode nine, and then there's a little bit of a. Ju- Actually, no, I don't think. I think we jumped to that next couple episodes, or the next couple episodes in order from that, from like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. We're gonna be there, so I think the next one is the hog pen match uh, with uh, Dan and Soapy from the Morse Code podcast. A lot of fun that one was. Um, that's that'll be up on. Actually, that'll be if you're listening to this on the feed. This Saturday, it'll go up. Um, I'll, I'll find some time to f- put that together. 
I don't know. It's a busy time for me, and uh, I uh, I can't wait. It's my I don't I wouldn't want it any other way. I like the idea of keeping busy so that other people have things and a place where they can feel love during the holidays, because that's what everybody deserves. Everybody deserves some love, and you, my 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 lovely listener, I love you. Thank you. Uh, Grum is available on. <laughs> Grum is available. Dorkside is available on Twitter and Instagram. You can go follow at Dorkside Ring on Instagram and Twitter. I am Grum, which is also my Twitter handle. I am Grum um, on uh, both Twitter and Instagram. Um, I think that's it. Join the Discord if you want to get updates and whatnot, because that's where I'm going to be streaming all my content soon. Uh, at, the, at the beginning of the new year, 2022, we bid adieu to Twitch. Fuck you. I don't know. That's- I'll figure something out uh, for rhymings. But we're going to be there. Join.grum.tv. Support.grum.tv for the Patreon. So you can get easy, quick access for that. I should probably throw a link in there just in case. Uh, And uh, that's all we got. Uh, Thank you, guys. Next week's episode, uh, again, like I said, the string of of fun episodes and ideas. We've got uh, OXO and Youngest. We're talking the John Cena and Kurt Angle rap battles. I thought about it was only the one. We ended up watching two of them because I mixed up the one. So that's where we're at next week. Uh, if it sounds weird, it's because uh, my recording fucked up here. Hey, uh, anyways, yeah, next week, OXO and uh, Youngest from This Is Cash, uh, a, mu- a movie podcast, not a music podcast. Youngest is a f- co-host of Running Back the Hits with, uh, with Lee, who has also been on. Uh, good episodes all around. A lot of fun. Um, I think the most fun um, that we're going to have in the next coming months is over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash tgrum. I'm going to hammer this a lot. We're over there having a lot of fun, providing a place of love, a place of friendship and community um, during a tough time for, for a good number of people. Holidays are not always what they are what they are supposed to be, which is loving cheerful and happy but i try to i have so much energy and and love for this time of year that i want to give that to others and i want others to feel it so come by uh we're going to be live quite often i should probably make like a calendar of some kind so people can see it or maybe a video i'll probably do that there might be the the video might be in the link of this description it might not uh but check out my twitter at i am grum um dorkside will probably retweet it as well the dorkside at dorkside ring um is the official twitter for this podcast and that's all i got for you guys so without more to say i want to get you out of here because this podcast episode is running a little bit long i think just a little long i love you guys thank you guys for hanging out here in the dork side of the ring you are free to step out of the ring and leave me be here in the dork side where i live and i breathe thank you guys i'll see you guys next week for another episode of the dork side of the ring podcast stuff